Training. And this is Randy's number one Andy, assault rifle of comedy, got the tablet handy. Andy Klein, Mr. On Time, slinging punchlines from the cut, walk at a straight line. Then the thriller, Mr. Tim Miller, crowd killer, say hold up, he's probably not here, out trying to raise his daughter. So we'll just tune in to 3SPN, to the sock puppet nation, let the party begin. Haywood, Pop Pop, Petey, Romaine, top of the list, JL Chadwick, the black eye who tips, might be waxing. Philosophical or talking bullshit Might be just trying to help you get a Nice pink young bitch You have an opinion Let's hear it to a proper The world may suck but I like it I want you Facebook, email, tweet us Get out your closet If you're dropping our names Now let's come together There's nothing else to say Let's start the show Randolph hit him with the Hey What's happening with you? You ready for this? Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Peace, still. Hey, we're three guys on. Right Hello, back at you. Freeloaders. I noticed that. Uh, oh, hold we on. We were talking about Stringer Bell earlier. Oh, right. But Shariar. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Shariar hit him with that. No, he yeah. didn't go to UND. He went to. Yeah. He went to BCC. C. Yep. C. 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 See, listeners, C. we're commenting on something we talked about for Monday's episode right. that you didn't get to hear if you're a freeloader. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> What's up, you fucking freeloaders? How you guys feeling? You freeloaders good? got a good episode last week. We got a lot of feedback. Thank you, you for all that. Some greatness with the um, "It's Time" by Mink Slide. We didn't know it was gonna be that good going in. Oh no! Well, you know, Dominic, uh, he he went to another zone. He did go to another zone. But the point you didn't see the pointing. Yo, yeah, that's the thing is, y'all don't get to see the point. Yeah. Well, next time. Next time. <laughs> the, just the, the point. <laughs> mm-hmm. The point is, the, is the, it's one thing to sing; it's another thing to point while you're singing. That's a next level move. No one's doing that on their first time out. Yeah, how many people do go out and point while they're singing? Uh, it's not a ten, it's not a standard thing unless they're coming to like the bridge or like a crescendo, where you're really trying to tell a girl how much you want to like. Hey, girl, take her to brunch. You know? Yeah. Hey, listen, girl. Don't you want some mimosas, girl? Do you want him? <laughs> Do you? Want that was a me? good. That was a good point. That was perfect. Because his leg is his leg is going at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Now yeah. the Jackson Five would do that point where they point at each other's backs and they do that move where they, you know, they're they're they're, they're, they're not pointing at the crowd. They're well, I have told y'all about pointing that, at each other. That and new edition one. That you're not my kind of girl. Right. We could push. I wish you could play that. That's where they do the point at the end. Where they're telling the woman that you're not my kind of girl, and say you're not my, you're not. And Ralph points over here, yeah, and then Johnny points over. They're all pointing, yeah. They're but all, the kids, they're all rejecting different girls, <laughs> right? Yeah. Many hearts are breaking, yeah. With the any heart, that's how they close the show, right? <laughs> and women went crazy, yeah. <laughs> yes, I am, Ralph. I am your type, your kind of girl. Damn it, pointing. Yeah. Um. 
I guess yeah. If you if you if you're singing to a girl like that, you want to rile the crowd up. Yeah. You just you start pointing. You just start pointing a girl. Dominic was pointing at you like that. Yeah. I don't know what that was coming from. He was just pointing. He was Dominic just pointing. was angrily pointing. At Which that means point. that when Dominic like sings in the shower or in the car, he's just pointing. He points. That's his. That's his move. He's pointing at the at the shampoo. He, he BBDs it. Boodoo. <laughs> Boodoo. BBD was always pointing. He's striking poses. Boodoo. He's kneeling down in the shower. <laughs> Like he's, in, like he's in front of a sports car. I'm pointing at this girl I'm texting to right now. Here you I go told with the text I'm again. fucking on this show because she wants to chat. And she says, oh, I'll listen. And I said, well, they're not airing until nah, Monday or Thursday. Thursday. She says, I know. I'm not as dumb as I look. I said, well, you're as broke as you look, so you won't be able to afford Monday's episode. Well, there you go. That's oh, the way to, that's right? yeah. Tell her what, it, that's what it's all about. That's the way to pull them in, Petey. That's now, how we do it. I, w- I, w- I want to know, though. Is she a listener? Does uh, she? Yeah. Uh, she's she actually a is, yeah. She's one of my comedy uh, friends. Does she only listen when you're on? Um, no. Okay. She listens. It's one of her favorites. She listens to this. She listens to Robin Joe, and she listens to um. Oh, I forget this God or Pod Save America. Pod, oh, Save, Pod America. Save America. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't heard it yet. Okay. Positive well, America. shout out to this nameless girl. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who's listening right now? Um, shout out to you. You know P- who you are, P- hey, P- girl. When, hey girl. You know who you are. This is going to air a few days from now, so I'm just say I'm, I'm going to jump to the future right now, mm-hmm. and I'm going to say when Petey fucked up, he didn't mean it. <laughs> <laughs> He didn't mean it like the that. The views of Petey Steele are no way indicative of the, of the, of the, of the other two guys. Or three I'm just guys covering you, Petey, because you have several days where you could say the wrong thing, That's text true. the wrong thing. And, so and I will. Just let's preemptively say, look, he didn't mean it like that. Me and her have already texted all the wrong things to each other. Your dick many, a number many times? times. Okay. No, no. Actually, I, I lay claim to that, um, <laughs> not doing that. Okay. Not Your dick her. is strictly analog. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There we go. Okay, so that's good. That's good that you're you're keeping it respectful in text messages yeah, because yeah. this is not the era of that. This people not jump anymore. straight to the dick pic. Yeah, they go right to it. They got like they open with that. Yeah, they go right to it. They open with the dick pic, um, and people that we know, female comics, have received unsolicited dick videos. Yes, um, and this pictures. The thing I'm like, you have to know that your female comedy person you're sent to. They know people with podcasts that right. people are listening to. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that your name could just be It could out. accidentally <laughs> pop out. Maybe I'll forget to do the edit. Maybe mm-hmm. I'll I'll accidentally upload you the unedited file. You have to just file. know that at some point, don't you? Yeah. I think yeah. I think you do. I think you should know that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some people, it's, it's this, this era. Some people don't care. They're like, I don't care if people see my dick. That's what it is. knows that I send my dick unsolicited my, oh. to random people. <laughs> But oh. not Petey. Petey is respectful. No, that's yeah. right. Although, you know, he and, did fuck up, but he didn't mean yeah. it. And Megan, if you're out there, <laughs> I would say sorry, but I know you're already listening to this now because I'm the white Kenny Red. <laughs> Fucking Ken, <laughs> Kenny Bread. Kenny there Bread. There it is. Kenny White Bread. You know it. Oh. Kenny Red, what's that? the same old soup, just reheated. You know, normal routine. A pimp do. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yeah, That's right. Yeah, believe that, dog. Yeah, go get my car washed. You know what I'm saying? Let's see if I can go catch me a nice, pretty young bitch. <laughs> Somebody that might like this pimp. Might like this pimp. This is how Petey answers the phone, by the way. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Here it is. Hold on, let me see what bitch that is. Okay, this is the bitch here right now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bitch. What's happening? 
Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, bitch. I, I like that you, I in the audio for this movie, the you other you, you can hear the girl talking. It sounds like Charlie Brown's teacher. Hey, bitch. Yeah, bitch. Look. Randolph's got a call. Randolph's got to take this call. I guess I should mute Randolph's mic. Handle my business. Give me my money. I come from the BI. Yeah. That's it. That's the white formula. White Kenny Red. PD Steele. That's why you're not in jail. It's because you're white. That's right. I'm a privileged <laughs> pimp. That should be your the the white privileged pimp. Yeah, that should be your pimp persona. Pimp privilege. You're allowed in spaces where no one else is. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to galas and dinners, and you're celebrated. That's right. I can wear fucking polyester <laughs> anywhere I want. You just shop at Target. That's it. <laughs> know what I'm saying? You know, I went over to Target. They had a sale. Same old soup, just reheated. Got this jacket at Kohl's. A pimp do. You know what I'm saying? Wake up in the morning. <laughs> take a shower. Brush my motherfucking yeah, teeth. This is nice camera you know action, baby. Let's see if I go. Catch me a nice, pretty young bitch. <laughs> More about the soup. Somebody that might like this pimping. Like that. Yeah. yeah. Pimp ain't grew. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Okay, this is the bitch here right now. You know what I'm saying? Hey, bitch. What's happening? <laughs> yeah, bitch, yeah, yeah, bitch. I told you, I told you you can get it, bitch. I told you you're gonna be able to get it. Don't you even worry, worry about, about it. it. I already know what you're finna say, bitch. Yeah, bitch, yeah, bitch. Only thing you do, bitch, is just go to work, handle my business, get my money. Don't give me no problem. Everything gonna be all right. Yeah, I guess the bitch is called. We have problems. listened to this so much that we know the nuances in the yeah, background. We, <laughs> we know what setting the clippers are on yep, at this point. Oh, he's got that set. Of the clippers are on too. It's a you three can tell. And a half. Good wall clippers. <laughs> tell by the sound. It's a cameo cut. <laughs> you know the model number and everything. <laughs> we got any emails? Did we, we did not get any emails. All of no. the responses from last week came on. It was all Twitter. Twitter. Yeah, Twitter was having a great and time. Facebook. Right. And Patreon. Yes. Because we did get some comments on our Facebook page. And then Rod posted. Shout out to Rod. Uh, who brought us the the Mink Slide extravaganza in the first place. And then there was some back and forth on uh, on his wall about it. I posted a little video I made of Dominic's mouth moving to the. That was uh, funny. <laughs> I had a little app that did that. So, yeah, it was, a, it was a, all there. So none of the response came in our inbox. Uh, Let's get into the meat then. Which is fine. That's fine, uh, guys. That's fine. Guys. So you don't Whatever. have to email us. That's fine. Email us. That's fine. You know, I mean, if you want to, if if you want to hear our thoughts on things, you can always, you can always well, come on. We kind of do know our yeah. thoughts on things, but yeah. you know, that's another thing about. I th- I'm wondering if Twitter is is uh, replacing the email as the go to. Yeah, emails are just more long winded usually. Yeah. At this when point, you can just immediately reach out to somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And tell them how you feel just about them via pow. Twitter. Yeah. And then um, we don't respond for 10 hours. Hey, did you know they're bombing black people in, in uh, Austin? Austin. <laughs> oh, you're talking about the package bombs? Yeah. Do you know where my black brother lives? Uh, <laughs> does he live in Austin? Wasn't one person Latino, an older woman? She lives in the neighborhood in the house, and that was that bomb wasn't supposed to go to her house. It was supposed to go to house two houses up. And it got dropped at her place. Now, the packages, the the, the, I know a couple of them weren't like sent through the mail. They were just put on doorsteps. Yeah, they were like, this one was, apparently this one was addressed. And they were like, this is the wrong fucking So this one was mailed? I like, guess okay. this is what this is what the fucking so the mailman bumbling uh, ass cops the mailman put it in the wrong house. Or maybe the address was wrong on the label. Yeah. Hmm. Because I know the other one they said that these packages were just and whether it's just and whether door. it's just they uh, it was this Latino lady 
Yeah. They're bombing people of color. Well, yeah, she was like because uh, she lives on the east side. You know who lives on the east side? Black, black people, people and Latino. People. Does your brother live on the east side? Not anymore. I, just I lived over there too. Okay. I lived off Riverside years years ago. I lived off Riverside before the bombings. Rent was uh, my rent in my one bedroom apartment on Riverside, including cable, was oh maybe three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's nice. Maybe three hundred dollars. You know, wow. I've I've realized yeah. that whenever people bring up their past rent, yeah. it was either extremely low or extremely, extremely high. high. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one brings up their average market rate rents. Yeah. Well, yeah, I paid about eight fifty. You know, that when never. Me and the Queen were living together, just living together in Austin. We just had market rent, which was about we paid about four. We had a one bedroom again. Four something. Four maybe. That's still. Incredibly cheap for this area, you know, like in comparison to this area. And then she Even moved then. to Dallas, and I stayed in Austin. And then I got my own place. I got the I got the one bedroom, and that was the one bedroom was actually I was thought about getting the getting the efficiency. Right, efficiency would only been like two eighty. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I know, and that's the whole reason I got the one bedroom. I was like, well, it's only fucking yeah thirty dollars more, and and the efficiencies were in a were in a, a bad location. Oh, okay. And I was like, eh, I don't like where this efficiency is in the, in the whole scheme of the apartment complex. I don't like the efficiency. Are. Right, right. So let me just go ahead and get this one bedroom. Oh, and cable's thrown in for free. Of course. <laughs> of course. We have HBO. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that was, and it was just a, just one bedroom apartment. It was great. <laughs> so these package bombs, one of them I saw was like a 17-year-old killed. Yeah, it was. they were trying to hit his, hit, Somebody above him, probably somebody he was related to. And then that kid was a uh, musician. Yeah, played played bass, stand right. up bass, and he was a good he was a good kid. And then the other one was a like an adult, like a grown man. That man was well known in that in Austin, mentoring young young black kids, and he was a well known person. The first guy, the police thought, oh he he killed himself. He was fucking around, himself with a, up. fucking around with a bomb and killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is like deep ties the community, mentors the children. You know, he just come back <laughs> from fucking taking the kids to a fucking thing. That, 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 really, that guy yeah. is fucking around with bombs in his, in his garage. Yeah. That guy, <laughs> you know. And then um, two of the families know each other or something like that? Or like they're prominent families? Yeah, they are prominent So it could families. be an enemy of the families, perhaps? It's an enemy, all right. Yeah, I mean, but targeting specifically people. people who run in the same circles, you know. Yeah. Um, so I'm complete. I'm very worried about my brother, and he he texted me the other night. Somebody shot themselves at his job. Mm. We haven't oh. got a chance to talk about it. The guy committed suicide at his job. He went Shit. to work. Like, why would you go to work? This happened at work. Yeah. What, yeah guy why? Came to the job. We haven't got a chance to talk about it. That's why I'll talk yeah. about it later on the podcast. But he texted me. He said, "I just don't want you to hear it. I'm okay. I just don't want you to hear it on the." On the news or something. That's that, such an odd thing. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna like kill yourself. Go go to ride a Ferris wheel first. Yeah. You know, like have a go out on a high note. Get some cotton candy. Yeah. You're gonna go to work. Came up to the job and I was like, "Do you know the person?" He was like, "Oh yeah, I know." If you, about suicide, if you can't get a though, day off on your on your suicide day, is yeah. a lot of times people do it in a place like that as to hurt other symbolically people so they yeah. can feel their fucking pain yeah, yeah. they get back at them mm-hmm. yeah I want you to it's not even revenge it's just like I want you to understand so maybe the next guy it's like paying it forward as yeah. perverse yeah. as yeah. that might sound just gonna know what a shitty place this is to work at my brother works for the EPA 
<laughs> for the state of Texas. Yeah, as a government employee. <laughs> for the state of Texas. <laughs> and then the first guy who, uh, I think a couple of the people who died from these bombings, other people were injured as well, like other people in the house. When, the, when I think the the kid, his mother was injured mm, yeah. by the bomb. Yeah, and I think he, he took killed. the brunt of the blast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a dark, it's a dark thing. But then that that kind of opened up a thing to the greater, the greater um, racism that is in and around the Austin area, which people don't like to talk about because Austin's hey South by Southwest and it's mm-hmm. very liberal. No, it ain't. It's an oasis in if the middle of Texas. If you live there for any length of time, you understand that pretty quick. First of all, Austin is where the the state government is. It's a capital, <laughs> right? So all these pieces of shit people float are floating around Texas. So on the surface, it might look. Very, but underneath where everything where everything is happening, it's not. Yeah. There, that book I'm reading, The Color of Law, which talks about segregation and housing and stuff like that. Austin has is six percent black, six mm-hmm. percent black. It's higher higher Latino, obviously. <laughs> it's Texas, but a six percent is black. That is by design. Okay, mm-hmm. that's why. Listen, people. Any of you people we live anywhere, you ever notice how? People, the black people all tend to live in a certain area. That's not by choice. That is by a specific design that was laid down before you moved there and before you were born, more than likely. The reason why people live on the east side in Austin is because they were put there by white people who wanted them to live over there. And then as the area around there became more valuable, Riverside, they got to move them out, right. move them further out, move them further out. Move Thanks them further for sitting out. On, a, on this for us for a while. Right. Same thing with Southeast. Yeah, Southeast was all black. Yeah, mm-hmm. because those people were placed there. And they right. were placed around... Uh, shit industrial parks and those areas were zoned for weird shit like with that with limited metro access yeah limited now all that limited is access into right places like Georgetown right. for example right. right there's weirdly no metro runs to Georgetown isn't no. that odd mm. that no mm. metro mm. runs they didn't want the riffraff that's coming. to keep black people specifically black people out mm-hmm. specifically right. black people kept at, keep out of it. it's just like the bridges in New York going out to the beach on Long Island yeah. where the, the bridges were too, too low for low buses for buses so buses full of black kids couldn't go can't go these are all things that are done specifically by design and no one addresses them the reason why nobody addresses them is because they all agree with them by the way, the bomber, it looks like they said that he placed the bomb in front of the wrong house. Ah, so he fucked up. Yeah. And he was maybe targeting the wrong, and accidentally targeting the wrong person with the same last name as the person they thought he was targeting. Someone's going to have a security camera and I guess catch this guy plant, placing I doubt that. a bomb. Not there. Not on the east side. Ain't going to be no security cameras. No, I mean, so it's the like, east side of Austin. Ain't going to be no security cameras. Security. I'm talking about the cheap ones you buy yourself. Like, those I, don't are even cheap. Think, I don't even think that's going to happen. Someone's Not gonna. on the east side of Austin. I, there might be... Oh my God! The odds of that happening are extremely low. Like a because doorbell no camera. Even, no one's even thinking about doing no shit like that. No. Not where those. I'm telling you, man. This is it's the hood, dog. No, I'm just saying the ones you can go to Best Buy and pick up. I'm cheap. and I'm saying they wouldn't think to do that. Not a whole system. I'm now I think someone might. I'm saying they do if that. these are people from prominent families, maybe now. You know. You know, but. Typically, the, the security camera outside your house, that's a relatively new phenomenon. Right. It is. A <laughs> lot know. of people don't have those yet. I think in, in a the while. The only people I know that had that. those were like dealers. Well, those are like a full system. The ones yeah. you get with like multiple cameras and the hard drive mm-hmm. and, you know. Or really I would have Because if you notice, they don't even have any, any street light camera. 
Because ain't no street lights in the hood. The CCTV. Camera. All stop signs. Yeah. Ain't no street lights. There's no street lights because you got to pay to put a street light up. And why will we pay to put a street light up in this neighborhood? Fuck him. If a kid gets ran down the street, well, fuck him. He shouldn't be in the street. <laughs> you know? So, I mean, if he was doing this inside of Austin proper, yeah. in, inside the 35, 35 is the highway that kind of the dividing line that runs mm-hmm. through. If he was on the, on that the right side of 35, then... <laughs> well, even if he was caught on camera, remember the Unabomber, he had like a hoodie on and yeah, shades. Yeah, pretty smart about it. No his. one really knew. No one saw the picture and said, I know that guy. Well, his you know? brother. His brother knew because his writing. His brother knew the ramblings. was like, hey. <laughs> the manifesto got published. That was the Unabomber's undoing. It's because yeah. the man, he wanted the manifesto. Oh, we got candy beans. Oh, shit. <laughs> one of them landed over there. Oh, we got ah, Sour Patch Sour Patch candy. I feel good. About candy. <laughs> yeah, one yeah, so we got people bombing black folks. Mm. And the media's not talking about it. Nope. <sighs> uh, this is the sound of Sour Patch Kids, kids opening. Kids opening. <laughs> just, that's, just hear that. I'm going to save mine. I'm going to save mine. I don't want to. Should we just pause the podcast? I'm purposely Yeah, Randolph's doing it into the mic. You can't eat into the mic, but you can open packaging into the mic. Mm. He just already ate it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, everybody likes the sound of packages opening. Mm-hmm. They are sour. Like that. Aren't you getting... Isn't your mouth watering at home, Freeloaders? My right eyelid is fucking tweaking. Oh, are these extra sour? Are these are regular sour? I don't know. Sour diesel. Sour patch bunnies. <laughs> That's what these are. Must be some Easter candy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess so. The Playboy edition. When is Easter's like uh, April 1st this year? Really? Uh... April Fool's, yeah. Which is my yeah. anniversary, actually. Same day. Hmm. Got married on April 1st. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. That was, uh, that's the anniversary of us when we began dating. I am surprised Andy remembers that. It's an easy one to remember. Yeah. Also, since we dated for nine years, and that was our anniversary of when we started dating, we decided to keep that as our wedding anniversary. So there's nothing new to remember. It's yeah. Just, oh, yeah. It was, it's still April 1st. I can tell you the day. I guess I gotta buy. I can tell you the day me and the Queen met. Fat Tuesday. Ah, okay, Mardi Gras. Yep. I should probably buy something for. You think? (laughs) I got some time. I got some time. (laughs) Think you should do that? Actually, I got plenty of time. Today's we're recording on March seventeenth. I got plenty of time. Uh. Yeah, we got because we got. The um. Is it good? Thank you. The order is buying things for my wife is uh, December 25th is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Two weeks later, January 6th is her birthday. Um, and then a couple months after that, we have the anniversaries. It's like back to back to back. Yeah. And then I'm good for like eight months and, and back to Christmas again. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess I'll go to the mall one of these days. Why not? Maybe I'll buy some Sour Patch Kids. Some, some meats. Some yeah, just yeah. a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be on sale. Your wife likes candy. There's candy around your house. Yeah, she likes candy. Uh, she likes like this kind of stuff, like mm-hmm. fruit flavor candy. <laughs> when it's around your house. I like the chocolate stuff, <laughs> like Hershey there. Kisses. Yeah, you keep that. So our little candy jar is always out of the stuff I like because yeah. I eat it, and then she eats candy slower than me. So yeah. when you guys come over to the podcast, you guys yeah, it's rate on. the candy jar. the shit out of her candy. <laughs> it's home, baby. Got a candy jar. <laughs> Dominic, every once in a while, I'll be where's the chocolate? I'm like, I eat them. I'm eat sorry, Dominic. That. Sorry. You can have the Smarties. <laughs> He takes his shirt off and starts doing shoulder presses. Just <laughs> <laughs> picking shit up. Put Sandy over his head. Yeah. <laughs> Points at me for some reason. <laughs> it's always shirt off. <laughs> Thomas going to have a shirt off. 
<laughs> hey, hey, let's talk about happy this. anniversary. I got you something. Let's talk about this neo-Nazi who we know people who know this fucking guy. Oh, oh the guy from Towson? Yeah. yeah Heimlich. We do know somebody who knows him, Joe yeah, Gilpin. Like, grew up with her. Went to school grew with up with him, went to elementary school with him, and talked about what a douchebag, Beat loser, him up. loser he is. <laughs> Used to kick the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, he... Um, he wasn't well liked as a child, no. apparently. Mm. And then sometimes you'll see on Joe's Facebook threads, other people jump in like, "Oh, that fucking douche!" Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro. <laughs> oh, they're like old, old school friends. He apparently he is one of the people who helped organize the Unite the Right rally last year in Charlottesville. Also, side note: this piece of shit. There was a couple eating in Tennessee where they did some sort of another another one of these piece of shit white rallies. Yeah, and he those couple. Looking like me and my wife were sitting in a in a diner or something like a fucking Bennigan's or some shit like that, and they went yeah. in and started lipping off to the couple, and they were and the woman was like, "Hey man, fuck you," yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. and he was like, "Fuck you," and then somehow the woman ended up getting punched. Oh shit! Yeah, you know, and then I'm like, "Well, there's my greatest fear right there because uh, he'd be a dead man." Oh yeah, great. <laughs> he'd be a dead. Wow. I'm killing. So I'm look. Somebody's dying. <laughs> and then we would see all the articles humanizing him after that. Right. Neo Nazi had bright future. Right, right. And you'd see some sort of a weird three three guys on picture. The yeah. black guy. The uh, black one of the three Joe. He wouldn't yeah. listen to the white concerns. <laughs> of my fa- of my angry face. He didn't right. know why Heimblick voted Trump. Right. Did he care? No. Maybe they would just because they get things wrong, they would have Dominic accidentally. <laughs> as the picture <laughs> pointing at the camera <laughs> uh, known to point at things well so what he got caught fucking the minister of propaganda's wife right? <laughs> it's, professor it's, griff yeah <laughs> it's a salacious story a white nationalist leader who helped organize the united right he was fucking his wife i don't know he was fucking his stepfather's wife yeah his wife's father's wife i think or something like that. Maybe father-in-law's wife. We'll find He's out. He's only 26. He was busted for allegedly attacking family members. Because you don't get busted. You don't get arrested for fucking. You get arrested yeah. for attacking. Mm. Attacking family members who confronted him about an affair. Matthew Heimbach, a Holocaust denier at the helm of the hate group Traditionalist Worker Party, TWP, was nabbed Tuesday on domestic battery charges. Heimbach, 26, dubbed the next David Duke, Jesus, by the Southern Shh. Poverty Law Center, is accused of grabbing his wife's cheeks and pushing her... At the couple's, which uh, cheeks? I don't. I, I would assume, I would assume face. her face. Okay. Pushing her at their Paoli, Indiana home, as their children stood nearby. So someone has procreated with this guy. Mm-hmm. She's. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you shouldn't like. Yeah, she's a winner. Smack huh? your wife around, but come on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not dying on that hill. So there's cases to be made. <laughs> the fight broke out after his wife and her her stepdad. David Parrott, the party's chief spokesman. Oh, he's in yeah, the he's party. Yeah, he's in the party. Yeah, Down. he's the Minister yeah. of Information. Confronted Heimbach Down about having an affair with Parrott's wife. With his wife. So, which makes that his Heimbach. I don't understand how this is. I don't understand how this is her step. Her, dad? her stepdad's wife. Then that's her his her mother-in-law. Mom? I think her stepdad Step-mom. got remarried, and she's still claiming him. So yeah, it's I guess like it's pro- twice removed. It's it's okay. So this guy. So he's really not a stepdad as much as he's just a dude at this point. Let's go. This, let's go down the tree. This guy married uh, Jessica's mother. Right. Okay, and became Jessica's stepdad. All was good back then. Jessica was a child growing up in Middle America, Indiana, perhaps. Right. Um, 
And but then, David Parrott. And then the coal mine shut down. Yeah. And David the jobs Parrott moved was overseas. Growing increasingly angry right. after the coal mines shut down and these. And the jobs moved overseas. These black yeah. gangster rappers. Yeah. She yeah. couldn't afford to fuck Joe Gilpin. You know what it is? <laughs> you know, it's, Jessica probably bought a Bone Thugs and Harmony CD. Boom, 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 boom. And David Parrott was like, What's that noise? Come out of your room, Jessica. What you gonna do? And so he started going in no way to, to indoctrination <laughs> mode. <laughs> I'll, show you, I'll show you crossroads. I'm gonna miss everybody. So he started indoctrinating her into his newly found white identity that he found from the coal mine shutting down. I miss my Uncle Charles, y'all. <laughs> You better talk. Gotta about be your, strong. Gotta go home. Talk about your uncle Skeeter, or don't talk about your uncle at all. Better uh, be talking about Uncle Charlotte Daniels. <laughs> so then Jessica, a budding white supremacist herself, meets the man of her dreams, yeah, Matthew this, Heimbach, this bearded tubby dude named Matthew Heimbach, who is is uh, a bigger white supremacist even than maybe her stepdad. Right. Some point in there, Jessica's mother is out. It's of all place. Charlie Daniels for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was hundred percent Charlie Daniels. <laughs> Uh, Jessica's mother must be out of the picture at this point. Maybe it's unclear whether Jessica Parrott is related to Heimbach's wife. Yeah, yeah. So maybe, maybe the mother Heimbach's wife, David Parrott, whoever he married, Jessica's mother. Either she died or she left or whatever. But David Parrott stuck around, and then Heimbach, Jessica's husband, began hooking up with David Parrott's new wife. Is that is that how that works? I believe Not so. Not Jessica's so. mother, but the new wife. Yeah. Jessica's last name is Parrot, though. She has the same. Yeah. She took last his name. name. So basically, David. Probably Parrot. shouldn't have called her her stepdad. Then they have the same last name. Just call yeah. her her dad. David Parrot. Then he started fucking his, his wife's. He met someone new. Wife. He met someone new who was also like, oh, cool. I was looking for a white supremacist in right. his sixties. <laughs> and so he met someone new, and and Matt Heimbach was like. Coincidentally, I was also looking for a white supremacist in her 60s and began hooking up with her. We don't know how old she was, which caused violence in the family. Who would have thought that they would have had a violent altercation after that? And then he assaulted his wife, essentially. Is that Which he choked out uh, the dad. Okay, he choked out David Parrott. Matthew Heimbach. He yeah. choked him out. Yeah, speak now, Parrott. He got Parrot in a headlock, choking him out. Parrot ran. <laughs> Parrot at upon probably wants some oxygen. Upon regaining consciousness, <laughs> ran to Walmart. Oh no, at Walmart. Parrot followed him to Walmart and choked him out again. Oh wait, so Damn. David ran to Walmart. Oh, no, Matthew ran to Walmart after he choked the old man, and the old man followed him. <laughs> no, I think the old man went old to Walmart. Man ran to oh, and then and, 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 and Matthew ran followed to Walmart. Him. Like, oh, you think you can get away from? I'll choke you anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Choked him out again in Walmart. I'll choke you right here at Walmart. By the way, you, you don't want to get choked out too many times. It's not good. No, <laughs> it's he, not. He good. passed out the first it's time. It's Not good. You should probably recover from each that time. You're losing brain cells. Yeah. Well, not that there's a lot to be. That they're, they're more precious. <laughs> yeah. They're more valuable. So he followed him to Walmart. <laughs> To choke him, so I wasn't done choking. Come back here, <laughs> yeah. and he hopped in his car, his General Lee, and yeah, he, he hopped in his old Nova with General Lee spray yeah. paint on the side, and followed us through the Walmart. He knew he was going to Walmart because where else do you go? Mm-hmm. Found him in Walmart, choked him some more in Walmart. Now, what's Jessica doing at this point? Is she still recovering from her cheek squeezing? Probably fucking the some other guy. guy. <laughs> well, I mean, it has been ten minutes. You yeah, know? yeah. There's another she white supremacist. <laughs> the racist walks by all the time. You just find the next one. So then, that's when I guess cops got involved, right? 
And then Parrot on Tuesday announced he was walking away from uh, the, the group. cops came out of the McDonald's in the Walmart. We're like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> and then Parrot, the old man, told the Southern Southern Poverty Law Center, I'm done. I'm out. He's out of the group. This is what got him out. Getting yeah. choked. Yeah, getting choked. You're in a group that promotes violence. Yeah. You're supposed to be ready to handle violence. For violence. And then violence uh violence visits you and and you're like, Oh, I can't handle this violent part. I, I gotta get out of here. I gotta protect my wife. Who was banging my da- my stepdaughter's husband? I don't know what we don't know. What state? This is in Indiana, right? It looks to be in Indiana. Yeah. So maybe there's a chivalry law or something like that on the books that actually could end up somebody in jail for like fucking someone's wife. Like I think there are adultery laws in some states. Well, here's the here's an article with like more of a play by play. The strange incident began just after 1 a.m. Tuesday when Matt Parrott, 36. Who's Matt Parrott? Called police from a Walmart near his home. He fled to the Walmart with his stepdaughter. That's the dad. 36? <laughs> what? <laughs> he's younger How is he than, 36? He's younger than me. He's younger than you. So he he's must, younger than all of us. <laughs> he must have married Jessica's mother, and Jessica's mother was older. And she died. And he, But he's young. He was like a young dude and yeah. just married the old lady. He was like 15. Matt Parrott, 36, called police from a Walmart near his home. Hey, uh, 911, I just went to Walmart to buy some Sour Patch Kids. And uh, <laughs> I got them, though. I got my Sour Patch Kids. <laughs> and uh, Sour Patch Bunnies, if you want to be specific. Anyway, this guy come up and start choking me. Uh, he called police from Walmart near his home. He fled to the Walmart with his stepdaughter, that's Jessica, after a violent confrontation with Heimbach. Heimbach is 26. Is he fucking his stepdaughter? Heimbach's wife's stepfather is 10 years older than him. Yeah. <laughs> The stepdaughter told police that Heimbach and Parrot's wife had been having an affair for three months. How old's the wife? 12? Like, we don't know. 12, 13. None of these ages make sense. (laughs) Um, They've been having an affair for three months. Heimbach and Parrot's wife, which is not named, said the fling had ended. (laughs) The stepdaughter and Parrot's wife tried to set up Heimbach to see if he would continue the affair after saying it was over. Okay, so... Trying to run a sting. So this woman's husband is hooking up with her father's wife, and instead of rejecting the father's wife, she joins forces with the father's wife to trap her husband in a sting operation. During the setup at Parrot's Paoli trailer home, Matthew Parrot and his stepdaughter waited outside, standing on a box and watching through a window. Okay. A confrontation ensued between Heimbach. By the way, they're drunk through all this. Of course. A confrontation ensued between Heimbach and Matt Parrott. Parrott told police Heimbach twisted him down to the ground, then choked him out. He grabbed and injured my hand after I poked his chest, then choked me out with his arm, Parrott said in a handwritten statement to police. I guess the hand wasn't injured that bad. Uh, Then he chased me to my home and did it again. After police arrived, the responding officer overheard a verbal confrontation between Heimbach and his wife, followed by a, quote, scuffle. He did this in front of the cops. Heimbach's wife said her husband kicked a wall, grabbed her face, and threw me with the hand on my face onto the bed. He mushed her onto the bed. Mm. Master race. Uh, Police said the stepdaughter (laughs) recorded the attack on her cell phone. (laughs) This guy, Matt Heimbach. Can't catch a break in the story. <laughs> they're setting him up, sting operations. They're, they're filming him. Uh, in, re, in the report, all four people involved in the incident recorded their occupations as white nationalists. <laughs> that's not an occupation. It's like vegetarian. No. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's Master a, race, baby. Yeah, that's your occupation. <laughs> you clock in at the white nationalist plant every day. 
Parrot has been distancing himself from Heimbach and the Workers' Party, traditionalist Workers' Party, in recent days on the alt-right social media. Now, why would you do that? Because a leader choked you out twice? Yeah, twice. After fucking your wife? Yeah, you, you tried to take on the big dog and you lost. You know? <laughs> That's the thing that bribes you away? You set up a sting. You were, you were peeping, standing on a box outside the window to see right. if he was going to come. You should have been ready for this. You should have done some push-ups first. On the alt-right social media platform, Gab, Parrot posted on March 9th, I have attempted to be a positive, uplifting, and a unifying voice in a nationalist cause. At a certain point, even the most stubborn man must hold himself accountable to the fruit of his labor. My focus from here on out will be exclusively infrastructure and logistics. Uh, there was no RIP Biggie, even though it was March 9th. So <laughs> tells you what kind of people these are. Heimbach started the Traditionalist Youth Network in 2013 after graduating from Towson University. That was the yeah. group he started on campus at Towson. And then, uh, as an 18 year old racist, he and his father in law, Parrot, later folded the youth network into the Traditional Workers Party, a white nationalist organization cloaking itself in traditionalism. Uh, the latest arrest puts Heimbach in jeopardy of going to jail for Nothing a prior more traditional incident. Traditional racism. <laughs> Here's a prior incident disorderly conduct in the assault of a protester at a 2016 campaign event for Donald Trump. Remember that he blamed Donald mm -hmm. Trump. Yeah, in, uh, 20, in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, Heimbach was fined $145 and sentenced to 90 days in jail after pleading guilty um, to a lesser charge. District court judge, whoever, suspended the jail time, so he didn't actually go to jail without an offense in the next two years. We're still in that two-year window. So he's on probation. He has a probation hearing coming up. Over the weekend, Richard Spencer, head of the National Policy Institute, announced he would forego any more campus speeches. Yeah, he's, he said it's not fun anymore. <laughs> it's not fun anymore. You might get choked out and punched. Well, Antifa has been showing up and been like, hey, man, fuck you. Yeah. He doesn't like that. Hey, Rich, come here for a second. Can I talk to you for a second? Let me talk to you for, let me talk talk to you for a second. No, over here. Let's Pow. talk to you for a second. No, 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 no. And he's like, I can hear you from there. Like, no, come, come no, closer, no, 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 come a little closer. I can hear you from there, I said. <laughs> God, it's not fun. Not fun anymore. Yeah, so who knew that the um, leader of this white nationalist group was just an inbred hillbilly piece of shit? Why would we think that? Living in a trailer and banging his wife's father's wife, Sounds essentially. Sounds like liberal bias to me. <laughs> that was something. His wife's 36-year-old stepfather, his adult wife's 36-year-old stepfather's wife. Where's her mother in all this? She might have left. She might have been she like, I, I can't hang like, out with I all you. I can't do this anymore. You want to come with me, girl? No, I'm going to stay here. No, I all like right. these ideologies. <laughs> All right. And, you know, Matt's going to lose the weight. He's he's a good-looking guy under all that. Is he? <laughs> you know, Dylan's sister, Dylan Roof's sister, apparently she took weapons to school during National Walkout Day. Yeah, like pepper spray and shit? Pepper spray. Taser? Um, was there a taser? Pepper spray, a knife, and marijuana on the campus. It was also an unloaded gun, but nobody seems to know if it was hers. Didn't she post something, too? On social media about black people yeah. or something. Let me see here. I mean, she was raised by the same people that raised him. Of course. So there's no hope for that girl. This was on the day of a the... A student used social media to post a hateful message. The posting was not a threat, but was extremely inappropriate. On the day of the walkout. Yeah, Morgan Roof. Yeah. She said, it's just 17 minutes. Why are you wasting your time? All those black people are just going to shoot people. Any or no, what... It was... All the black people, well, some some kind of ridiculous. Yeah, some kind it's of not in here. paranoid. Um, it's not in that article. Yeah, let me see if I can find it. No, I'm looking at Morgan Roof. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. her name. She's a piece of shit too. Was it on the Facebook or something? But you know, she's young and she's it was white. IG. So she's she on Instagram. On she put on the gram. I wonder if she took it down. 
<laughs> like I think it was a Snapchat type thing. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, so it disappears. Um Oh, sister of Charlestown shoot Charleston shooter Dylan Roof arrested uh after menacing social media post. Here it is. No students were harmed. Okay, so where's the post at? Here it is. You're walking out of the of the allowed time of 17 minutes. They are letting you do this. Nothing is going to change. What TF you think it's going to do? I hope it's a trap and y'all get shot. We know it's fixing to be nothing but black people walking out anyway. That's not not, not a threatening? Yeah. No, it's not threatening at all. I hope all. you get shot. Allegedly. I, ho- I hope you get shot. <laughs> and she just happened to bring weapons in that day? Just happened to bring them that day. Does she bring them the other days? And weed. <laughs> and weed. <laughs> to come down after the shooting. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, maybe she was doing some kind of barter system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know. You, you want to trade weed for taser? How yeah. about that? <laughs> that that walkout really upset some people. Like this this candidate in Maine, he called the Parkland massacre survivor Emma Gonzalez a skinhead lesbian. Yeah, and her class. He has dropped out of the race. Yeah, and then David I just Hogg heard this he today. He dropped out. That. that guy dropped out today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, he was going to run, and they rounded up this woman to run against him because he was running unopposed. Yeah. So I guess he felt like he could say whatever the fuck he wanted to say about him. He was like, oh, you skinhead lesbian. <laughs> you're, you're a liar. Yeah. I'm going to oppose. I say what I want. Yeah. Oh, you want to go say, oppose me? And then this woman was like, I'll, I'll run against you. Maine has a history of getting away with statements like that, that governor or whatever was yeah, saying, LePage. like, D-Money or whatever. Yeah, LePage. That was fucking mine. That was one of your 50, 50 other <laughs> things when you were here. We were talking about that with you. Didn't we talk about LePage when you were here? I think we have before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, one of my other 50. There's nothing about the skinhead lesbian that impresses me. There's nothing to say unless you're frothing at the mouth, moon bat. I'm unopposed. So say what I want. <laughs> Come on, then. Bring some opposition. After receiving backlash, Uh-oh. he took to Twitter to sincerely apologize for the homophobic remark and to say that it was inappropriate to sing out these students regardless of whether I agree with their message or not. I'm sorry for my oops. He also had he took an oath <laughs> to protect and defend the Constitution of the United States during his military career. Oh, he had to bring that up. Let you of know. Of course. Let you know. To me, that oath has no expiration date. However, my passion for defending our rights uh-huh. must be tampered with civility. You mean your homophobia? And this does not happen in this instance. Your homophobia for Right. Yeah. Okay. You called her a skinhead lesbian? What does that even mean? Skinheads are racists. Yeah. Like <laughs> Dylan Roof. Yeah. I mean, he didn't shave his head, but. You bald-headed bitch. He's That's much what closer he to, to say. He just didn't know how to say it. To a skinhead. Than, he dropped out, though. I just saw that today. Yeah. Yeah, he he couldn't okay. couldn't handle the opposition. Okay. Yeah, he dropped out because he knew it was coming. Yeah. And uh, well, here's why these kids are protesting. This is why you all know they've been walking out now for a while. The reason why they're protesting is because a teacher accidentally fired a gun and injured three students in a safety lesson. I- isolated incident. <laughs> Teacher trained in weapons use has been suspended after accidentally firing his gun in a classroom in California, injuring three students. He was teaching gun safety. Do you, shouldn't you get arrested for that? At a high school, police say a teacher who also serves as a reserve police officer oh. was pointing the gun at the ceiling in an attempt to make sure it was not loaded when the weapon discharged. Three students that's not how you, that's that's not how you not check. Not how you do it. <laughs> what you point the gun to the ceiling and pull the trigger? Yeah. That's how you check to see if a gun is loaded? I have concerns about why he was displaying a loaded firearm in the classroom because he couldn't take his dick out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so he took his gun out. Yeah. 
You guys want to see my gun or my gun? You know, if you know what I'm saying. Rifle. You know what I'm saying. One of these is definitely loaded. The other one, I'm not sure about. <laughs> yeah, the kid. One of the kids got hit by like shrapnel in his neck or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's why, why they're that's why they're marching. You're out. the cop. Like you're the you're supposed to be the shining example of how to handle guns supposed properly. To be. You know, it's like the video of the cop who shoots himself in the foot at that at that old video, that viral one, when yeah. he's just like, yeah. Uh, yeah. this here, no one, I'm the only no, one in this I'm room. I'm the only one in this room who's <laughs> qualified <laughs> to bang. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hear this, hear about these things in 50 Cent and two short songs. <laughs> this is a real thing, guys. This is it. Here's how you tell if a gun is loaded. <laughs> you point it at something and you pull the trigger. That's the only way to tell. There's no other way to find out if a gun is loaded. Bang! Oops! I guess it was loaded, guys. How's your neck, kid? Then he did another one of those, another one of those articles I like to call the, uh, in the words of Dave Chappelle, the the articles. Right. They said that you know white white men are stockpiling gloves, guns because they're afraid of black people. That's it's economic <laughs> anxiety. You <laughs> know, it's it's white yeah, men stockpiling guns. So they they somebody actually went down into deep in depth on it and yeah came up with the actual reason why they stockpile these guns is because they're afraid of black folks. Well, you know, black people have those bigger dicks. <laughs> we got to supplement our dicks. Um, oh, you know only 3% of the population owns a, owns a handgun? Yeah, it's a very small number who own all the guns. Yeah, yeah. that's a joke you do. Yeah. Uh, one gun per person in the entire country is the average. There yeah. are 300 million plus guns in the country, and not many people own them. Discovered another motivation, racial anxiety. A lot of people talked about how important Obama was to get a concealed carry license. He's for free health. He's for welfare. And they were asking, whatever happened to hard work? Obama's promise if he would empower minorities to threaten their property and families. These motherfuckers actually believe this. Get off my property. Stay away from my family. Gun owners typically. These are people who are emotionally attached gun owners more well, than one. The guy who just who just choked out his wife's stepdad. Yeah. probably had fears of black people hurting his family. Right. Mm-hmm. You know? They're less educated. <laughs> yeah. And there's numbers as to their, their college. They are racist. Mm-hmm. They are mostly Republican. Those two kind of go hand in hand, don't they? <laughs> <laughs> They're struggling financially. Mm-hmm. Not very religious. Eh, not really true. You can, Conveniently. You hang around the evangelicals, you'll see a uh, lot of guns. Yeah. Yeah. Many of them are anti-government. Oh, the tyrannical government that yeah. uh, granted me the Second Amendment is actually tyrannical. White men need the guns to protect them from the eagle negra monsters roaming the country. Stockpile arms like the zombie apocalypse. The fight said the white men are three times more likely to kill than blacks and to be killed than blacks to kill themselves with a firearm. Well, you know all those all those things that come out that sort of talk about the the black menace. You know the knockout game. Watch out. You know shit like mm-hmm. that. It all just gets in these people's heads and they start developing these ideas that marauding bands of black people are just roaming the countryside. Remember, I'm supposed to trust all white people on site. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> they didn't do anything to you yet. No, yet. <laughs> <laughs> yet, and, and I better not raise my voice or they might shoot me. Yeah, well, why'd you raise your voice, though? I know, well, that's Why'd my you have fault. to do that? That's my fault. And then you got people like Morgan Roof going, I hope you get shot. You yeah. know, like that. the prevailing attitude is kind of a casual acceptance of black people being met with violence. Right. So. Right. That's because you don't see the humanity of black people. No. No one does. Not even other black people sometimes. A good portion of the time. <laughs> you don't see the humanity. And, and, <laughs> and so, 
Yeah, well, yeah. Where we at? What happened? Oh, Tiger's All playing right. right now. Tiger's ah, making a run. Tiger's making a run. What's it's our only, time? We're at 47. Let's talk a little bit of hip-hop. I just read a... Uh, okay. I got it. I got it. I just read an interview with, Fon- with Fonte, because Fonte has a new album, The News is Good News. How is that album? Great. Fire. It's great. It's fire. It's fucking flames. It's what we were talking about last. Well, I heard you and Lamberth on Shout Out to the Mundane Festival. Yeah, yeah. Talking about um, dad rap. Yeah. I don't know if I if I call it dad rap. That's I think what that's that one gonna, article. I called think it. that's going to be what people are going to want to call it. Yeah. But I don't know if I would if I would call it that. I don't know if I I don't know if any name should really be applied to it. I don't think I think this is uncharted territory for rap. Yeah. The forty something or it is mature. Rap music. As much as it's just a grown, it's just grown ups. Now that's what Fonte yeah. was saying is that this is going to be the first generation that gets older mm-hmm. doing hip hop. Hip hop is the only. It was Eric Sermon who said that hip hop's the only. I, it's probably not Eric Sermon who said it, but I I distinctly remember reading an article where Eric Sermon said that hip hop is the only group that's is the only thing that's not allowed to tour as older people, mm. not allowed to make music after a certain age. Not allowed to, but you're just not allowed. In the meantime, Bruce Springsteen can still put albums on and run around the world. I just saw a thing today with the fucking zombies singing, What's your name? Who's your daddy? And people are, everybody. Well, all those 80s and 90s bands will do group tours. Yeah, I was just going to mention right. that. It, you know, even like lesser bands. So, like, there was, a, you know, there was a tour a couple years ago of like the opening band was Tonic. They had a couple hit songs on alternative mm-hmm. radio. And then Our Lady Peace. They had a couple songs and a collective soul, which had a string of hits, but weren't they weren't like a stadium level, right? No, but they're like, you know what? We're gonna go out. They probably still make new new music. Who knows? Right, right. We'll go out and rappers do that in Europe sometimes. Like oh they'll yeah, have like the group tour of like Naughty by Nature with Lords of the Underground and Das Effects. That's whoever. where underground right. rappers go to get paid before they make any kind of level up to where they can do American yeah. like bigger venues right. they don't really have big venues in Europe now there's some of that going on now more than before like Eric B. Rock Kimmer going on tour right. mm-hmm. and you'll see smaller clubs where they'll play still here and there maybe not maybe for like a two or three week tour not a nationwide summer tour Mm-mm. not like Smoking Grooves was trying was starting like to 14 be 14 dates but think about yeah. think about this as, as much as I think of as uh, Rock Kim as the goat he is Cool G rap. His music has never, uh, or Cool G rap. Their mm-hmm. music didn't evolve. Their music didn't get old. Didn't, didn't grow up. Didn't get old. I say grow up. Their music didn't grow more aware. Mm-mm. Didn't grow older. Start talking about more grown up things. I mean, um, Fonte has a long, a long song. What's the name of that song? Let me pull it up. They also stopped making music. They stopped releasing music. Right. And part of it because they might have lost their record deals. That's now true. you can be you can independently you can. release now much easier than you could. In 1995, you know, Fonte's got a call, song called "Expensive Jeans," G E N E S, which is about literally about taking care of yourself. <laughs> that's what the song is about, right? About being healthy and not eating that shit that's killed you, like you killed your daddy. You know, mm-hmm. um, shit like that. You, you know, you don't hear that coming out of rock camp. No stuff like that. You don't hear hear that the level of. Um, thought that Jay-Z applied to 444 being employed not by anybody past Chuck D you think Chuck D would be doing this now and he's not Mm-mm. well they put out an album Public Enemy did, did. They? they put out an album last year and then a f- couple months later Prophets of Rage put out an album yeah. with Chuck D and Be Real 
with Rage Against Machines, you know, yeah. band, the band. So he's still out there. It's yeah. just very independent. Their album, um, it's called Nothing Is Quick in the Desert. I actually didn't, haven't listened to it yet. They put it out for free initially. Like mm-hmm. if you listen, if you get it in the next week, you can download it for free. Then you got to pay for it. I'm sure you can just go on Spotify now and mm-hmm. listen to it. But they're still putting stuff out. It's just not getting yeah. play because there's no radio station that plays classic rap or yeah. it plays old school. Yeah. What? Plus, oh no, what they're is getting it that those they're, now. Those are happening they are now, but across the country, other than Sirius Radio, you don't necessarily have one. No, there's FM ones. I'm saying in you, you have to be in certain cities, right? Like you can get classic rock wherever you are. There's mm-hmm. a classic rock That's station true. in every town. But I never even thought we'd see this format for hip hop with like an old school only FM station where they're playing like Big L and they're like right. Rock Him and then LL or whatever. You know, they just there's old school R&B stations like Magic 102.3 oh, in DC. Oh, that yeah, right, right, right. and That's they will play new. some rap from that era. From yes. They start putting Chub Rock on. Yeah, right? I listen. I heard it stuff. on the way here. I heard Chub Rock on that station. Mm-hmm, right. Treat me right. So it's all new. Like there is mm-hmm. clearly a market. There are people who will spend money on these things, and like the industry forces are only beginning to realize that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of rappers didn't evolve because the doors weren't open for them to actually explore new things. It was like, oh, he's old, he's corny now. You know? I know, and that's the big thing. It's like when you guys were talking about how, how common is corny. I don't think I don't think he's corny. <laughs> I think he's a little corny. Okay. But I, I don't know. have a, I'm still a fan of common. Yeah. I'll still listen to what he puts out. <laughs> I, I think I think see? he's corny in this sense. Specifically the put on a tux and do the song at the Oscars. That's not three six mafia is not gonna happen again at the Oscars, you know? So the the rap the rapper who goes on stage at the Oscars, Common has kind of done this now a couple of years now a couple mm-hmm. times, where that's the type of song he's going to do at the Oscars. But that's his album is not full of that song, mm-hmm. you know. But that's kind of where he's getting his most recognition. You see Common every time you see him in any kind of mainstream setting. Well, that's just, he's doing that. Well, that's the thing of uh, like for instance, you know, Bruno Mars wins wins album of the year, right. The reason why everybody's talking shit about now about him doing cultural appropriation is because everybody's upset that he won album of the year and Kendrick Lamar won it and didn't. That's where this is coming from. Right. Everybody's acting like this. This is not. We all universally agree that we like Bruno Mars. Yeah. Now all of a sudden you have a problem with Bruno Mars and his cultural appropriation. No, it's not that now. The reason why you have a problem now is because he didn't win album of the year. And he won it, and Kendrick didn't. To me, Kendrick's album is a far superior album to Bruno's album. Bruno's album is fine. I'm not saying it's not. It's a good album. It's a great album. It doesn't have any depth. Okay? Mm-hmm. It's just, it is what it is. It's and that's an album, also a case. It's an album just to dance to. Mm-hmm. Right. Why it's fun. The, the, the Grammys are not going to pick, are not, are not going to give Kendrick Lamar's album thing. They're definitely not going to give it to 444. Not no album with, mm-hmm. this, with the ballad of OJ on it. Yeah. That's not going to happen. <laughs> and also, the, what happens is, happens a lot in music. You it's not that people dislike Bruno Mars as much. Their argument is really against Bruno Mars's fans or his right. success. Right. But they make it about how I don't like Bruno. Bruno Mars is the problem. Right. He put out an album and his fans who voted for the Grammys voted him as album of the year. Right. So you don't like his fans. You don't like his the, the way he's being elevated. But he didn't necessarily do the wrong thing there. You know, He didn't give himself a Grammy. 
Someone gave him a Grammy. Right, right. And I don't have yeah. I don't have a problem with I don't even have a problem with his fans. His fans like to dance. Yep. <laughs> I don't have a problem with, with those people. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem with some, with some woman who's who's standing who pees herself when he comes on stage. I don't care. Yeah. You know, to me it's just that Kendrick's album was better. Not even to me. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people. Kendrick's album was better. It has way more depth. I'm looking for depth out of my music now. That's but just how but who is? That's the thing. I don't think most people are looking for well, these death. people who are these people who are in the Grammys should be, and they do in certain in certain places in yeah. certain times. They don't with black music. Well, I think they do this when it's a, convenient, right? So this is a greater discussion. This is not his fault. No. This is a bigger discussion. He's a symptom, if anything. You you give it to, and again, and it's a great album, so it's kind of hard to be like, wow, oh, the album wasn't this even is good. trash. It's right, a right. great album. Uh, like, so yeah. you really can't say that. You can't say this album shit. You can't do that. You can't say that because it's not. It's a great album. So we have to find something. So, oh, he's appropriating. No, he's not. No. <laughs> no, he's not. That's he's what I'm saying. Giving credit. He's That's what I'm saying. People are. Are mad at his fans because yeah. they're like they're accepting him because it's like well he didn't do the wrong thing there. Yeah, Mm-mm. people might get the wrong thing from him. There's no more appropriation but. than Michael McDonald or Daryl Hall. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's not. He's just, he's just doing what he likes. What he the music he listened to the music he grew up with the stuff that he likes and he pays homage as much as he can that influenced him. It's not like he's up there going yeah I, I thought of this yeah you know but a guy like a guy like Kendrick is doing something deeper than what he's doing you know yeah and again bruno's music he said it it's just about dancing and having a good time oh hip-hop i think when Not it's anything done, wrong with that <laughs> when it's done well is gonna be deeper than any other form of music because it relies on words right there's so many more words you have to pack into fucking a song than i just mumble a lot <laughs> just mumble a lot another genre have a punchline mm-hmm. have a punchline and uh an ad-lib yeah, another genre which I don't have a problem with. Do <laughs> that ain't no subgenre. That's a subspecies. That's fine with me. I'm not listening <laughs> to it. I'm listening to to yeah that 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 Fonte album is really good. Fire. It's there's a lot of good shit popping yeah, right there's now. There's good hip hop out there right now, and I and I uh, I don't know if I blame Donald Trump, but he definitely he definitely made people take stock. Well, that's I think of a, themselves in a lot of categories now. Like I think serious-minded comedy is being elevated more. You'll see more people on, say, Conan or whatever who are not just talking about, you know, I'm chubby and I like comic books. You know, they're, they're, you're more likely to see across the board in art, mm-hmm. I think, you know, people re- reacting to this stuff than in years past. And then maybe the pendulum will swing back again to something else, but while it's here, it should be recognized, Yeah, you know? Yeah. You can't just put your head in the sand and pretend it's not here. Yeah. Like, oh, Bruno Mars is what everybody's talking about. Well, right. Maybe everybody in certain- Everybody certain, you know. Certain <laughs> demographics, certain age yeah. groups. Everybody you know. You know. First of all, Bruno's talking about Kendrick. Right. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. off, right off the bat, you know, I look at a guy like Justin Timberlake, and there's a dude who appropriated a lot, as opposed to, and he's another dude whose music is fine and whatever, but he really did kind of- and I just go by listening to what he says. I've heard him say on the one hand how much this such such means to him, and then on the other hand, 
in a completely different room say how much this and this and this means to him. You know. Well, Miley Cyrus is going back and forth now too. Yeah. With yeah. she's a, she's the definition of appropriation. Right. She's putting on the costume. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, I, I've got the Michael Jordan jersey and I've got the uh, I'm dressing black. Guys. Should I talk shit about Kendrick? Because Kendrick. I think it was King Kunta. She said some line. This this lyric turned me off of, of that, really that line. Well, she said in general too. Hip hop was too misogynistic, and then, you know you're you're, you're putting your everywhere. little bony ass on that pole. <laughs> right. Yeah, you fucking bony right. ass Miley Cyrus. Right. <laughs> but you have but it's hip, but hip hop is a problem. And then she went and yeah. put on her nice, uh, you know. Her nice country music clothes right. last year and right, right, right. You know, because when you when you white when you white you get to do that. Yeah, dance in a pickup truck in your video. You get to oh, you get to jump around because there's nothing that white people like more than welcoming somebody back from the evils of blackness. Right. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. right. They like more it's the same that. way that Christians do with people that right. turn away from sin. <laughs> right. It's like try you know try whiteness. The the blacks will always take you back if yeah. you fucking don't like it. Yeah, they love to welcome you back. No matter how many falls from grace, we will welcome you back. You and your little Afroed baby. We'll hey, are you, you okay? Back. Do you want some Burger King? Yeah. We'll take you back. <laughs> yeah. They can't wait to welcome you back. <laughs> you know, I say all that to say pick up that, pick up Fonte's new album. It's I haven't listened to it yet. I gotta it's listen to it. It's fire. You know, There's a lot of great shit. The yeah. Elzai one, too. The Rock right. Marciano. Woo. I'm stuck on the Black Panther soundtrack right now. Which is great, too. Uh, another another great by Kendrick. I like the way he, he used a lot of African. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, I was thinking about like African rhythms. Yeah. Uh, you can really tell it's African rhythm because uh, no hi-hat. Yeah. There's no cymbals, you know? I noticed that. I was like, oh, yeah, there's no cymbals. There's no hi-hats. This is like uh, it's like a different style of drumming, you know. It's just different. But it's good. And he, it's also not just a Kendrick album. He's there's on like. song, Seasons, where he has an African dude. Yeah. An African guy um, singing. Yeah. It's, I, you can't even really call it the hook because you ain't sing along with it. Mm. <laughs> right. But there's a dude. I don't even know who the guy is rapping, but that shit is. I got love for my niggas. I got love for my niggas. That shit is so good. Huh. That shit is so good. And he's on about half the songs, I guess. <laughs> yeah, is. That shit is so good. He's not dominating the album, but he sort yeah. of curated the album. Yeah. So to speak. Yeah. Even like what we would call the club banger. <laughs> mm-hmm. The club bangers. Well, uh, Pray For Me. Even those songs. Pray for me, the one with the weekend. That's yeah. the single, like the radio friendly. Yeah, and that's the the radio friendly. All the stars, the one with that's another one. The club song, yes. Okay. Charmy's daughter. Just her house. If you go somewhere else, you come back and tell me. Charmy's daughter. The house is right in the same building. People yes. relax. So the floor below. <laughs> she's she's going yeah. downstairs. The all the stars, you know, even the the. The ones that they can clean up for the radio, right, are fucking great. Right, it's mm-hmm. great. So there's great albums, there's great music out there. You know, just be thankful that you're here now. You can get it. And also, I mm-hmm. think, um, and this is just cynicism on my part, but I checked out of putting importance on the Grammys a long time ago because mm-hmm. they don't, they never reflected really across yeah. the board what I liked. Yeah. And album of the year, I mean, sometimes it's like, you know, somebody that I like will get nominated, but the chances of them winning are almost zero. And I go the I go the other way, again, with something uh, something that Ta, for those who listen to Monday's podcast, know what I'm talking about. Right. Know who I'm talking about. 
uh, something that uh, Ta <laughs> was saying. Your friend Ta? My friend Ta was saying that um, listen, the, Grammys are, the Grammys are important in the fact that the Grammys are a symbol. And symbols, people don't don't place any weight onto symbols. If you can win, if if black music can win album of the year, right? Mm-hmm. I'm talking about black music, not a dude who's may or may not be black or got a little bit of black or who loves black. No, I'm talking about black music. Right, that's a symbol, and symbols are important. Yeah. They, they just are. Symbols are important. If you think symbols aren't important. Um, tell that to somebody when you tell them you got to take that fucking statue Leg of Jefferson down. Davis down <laughs> and see what the fuck they say. Symbols are important. I'm looking at through the list, the past list of album of the year winners. First of all, Stevie Wonder's run in the '70s is unprecedented. Yeah, he put three. I mean, there was a year gap, and his he had three consecutive albums win album of the year. He should '74, '75, and '77. He didn't put one out in '76. Right. Had he put one out, probably would have. Because '77 was Songs in the Key of Life, which I think was a double album. That's, that's mm-hmm. the that's the, that should have been the album of the decade. That's he could have made magnum opus. Could have made two single albums no, out of that, that one, and yeah. he could have had a four year streak. But right. first of all, that's no one's ever going to do that again. Um, as far as black, I mean Michael Jackson, of course, of course, uh, mm-hmm. Thriller. Um, there was a little bit of a run in the 91 Quincy Jones. Mm-hmm. That was on the block. I would yeah. assume that was the the year Nirvana would have won for Nevermind yeah. had they won, which they didn't. Quincy Jones had hip hop on black on the back on the block. He had he had a song Big with the Big Daddy Ice T. Did he have Hammer on there or something? No, it's Big Daddy oh, Ice T. Okay. A couple other people. Here's who was nominated that year. They got the, all the nominees Blow, too. Mariah Carey. Somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Ha- Hammer was nominated that year, actually. Please, Hammer, don't hurt him. Wilson Phillips was nominated. Really, that was a great album, guys. Oh. <laughs> Things are going uh, your way. Phil Collins, but seriously, album. And Mariah Carey's self-titled, I guess that was her debut in 91. They were nominated. Quincy Jones won it. The next year, Natalie Cole won. Yeah. Which was black music, but it obviously wasn't It wasn't Public yeah. Enemy. It wasn't. She won. That's her duets album. Unforgettable with Love. Right. That's mm-hmm. her duets album. That's the one she did with her. Remember she did that one with her dad? Yeah. Unforgettable. Here's, you knew that was going to win. Here's who was nominated that year. Um, Amy Grant, <laughs> Bonnie Raitt, Guys, Christian, R.E.M., music. and Paul Simon. Ooh. Paul Simon. What now, did he make in 91? That's not Graceland. That that, uh, Graceland, that's not great. Because like Graceland 80s, won, didn't no, it? No, The Rhythm of the Saints. That's a banger. Oh, that oh The Rhythm of the Saints. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that one that well. <laughs> uh, the year after that, Eric Clapton unplugged one. Yeah, 92. I remember and, that. Um, there was a U two was nominated. Katie Lang was nominated. Andy Lennox, <laughs> but then Whitney Houston won. So you're looking at yeah, the if you're looking at uh, cleaned up that year. Ninety one Quincy Jones, yeah. ninety two Natalie Cole, ninety four Whitney Houston, and uh, REM was nominated again that year and they didn't win. Uh, for what out of time or that was automatic for the people. That was their probably biggest album. Ninety five Tony Bennett. Then Alanis Morissette won, which uh, she beat Michael Jackson actually. Celine Dion. Then it got really white. <laughs> Bob Dylan. <laughs> then Lauren Hill won in '99. Still no hip hop. Uh, Santana won. That album was huge. Supernatural. He beat the Backstreet Boys guys. Um, Steely Dan in 2001. Okay. Uh, 2002. The Oh Brother Where Art Thou soundtrack won. Jesus. It beat Stankonia. Who's <laughs> 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 talking about Oh Brother Where Art Thou these days? Um, 
Then Nora Jones won. Outcast did win in 04. Right. Oh, the love below. That's hip hop. box. And also nominated that year was Missy Elliott. But I wonder, had they heard the speaker box album? And which part did they listen to? Yeah. We like but that I Hey Ya song. I was listening to the love below, which is. <laughs> the roses. One, that's and the, the one with. Hey Ya. Hey Ya. I think you got it. Listen to speaker box. I think you got it. Now in 2005, Kanye was nominated for the college dropout. Alicia Keys was nominated. Ray Charles won. That's kind of a lifetime achievement. A lifetime. You know, you can't can't deny that. Then U2 won a Grammy for Out of the Year. Kanye nominated again, late registration. So you have black people, but you don't have a lot of hip hop. In the in the I mean, other than Outkast, Herbie Hancock, uh, Robert Plant, Allison Krauss, Taylor Swift, Arcade Fire. Now we're getting to the more recent years. Adele. Mumford and Sons—they've really gone white. Like right. there was a good runner. There it was like every couple of years you see a right. you know black winner. Daft Punk, Beck, um, Taylor Beck, Swift. That was your Beck beat Kanye, I believe. Yeah, Taylor Swift again, Adele again, and that brings us to this year, right? Not a lot of hip hop on Bruno that Mars. Not a lot of hip hop, and also in recent years, it's yeah. been extremely white. Yeah, since two thousand. I mean, ninety nine was Lauryn Hill. But since 2000. That's hip hop, which they wouldn't have seen as hip hop. No, they wouldn't have seen hip-hop. it. Lauren Hill was very palatable. Right. But then, like, after that was 2000 with Santana. I mean, as. Not hip hop. And that's kind of a kind of a look who's back. But it's, it's interesting because since 2000, you're starting to see hip hop nominated. 17 years. So in the, in the 90s, you didn't see a lot of hip hop nominated. You know, you didn't see Public Enemy was never going to be nominated. Yeah, but Public Enemy never got nominated. Ice Cube's not getting nominated. Right. But even like, I mean, Hammer got nominated early in the 90s, but you didn't see a lot. But starting in like 2001, you're starting to see Missy Elliott get nominated. You're starting to see Kanye West get nominated a couple times. But you're still, you're seeing Oh Brother, Where Art Thou win. You're seeing Nelly get nominated. Eminem get nominated. Uh, Nora Jones wins. Outcast won. But then you're seeing all these black nominees, hip hop nominees, but they can't break through. Yeah. Kanye West again didn't win. U two won. Dixie Chicks won, and that year uh, no no hip hop was even nominated. Mm. Herbie Hancock won, and that year Kanye was nominated again for graduation. Amy Winehouse was nominated, uh, didn't win. Robert Plant, Allison Krauss won. Uh, Neo was nominated. Lil Wayne was nominated. Hmm. They're getting to the, to the final five at this point, but breaking through, and then the actual winners have gotten extremely white over yep. the last. 10 to 15 years. So the nominees have gotten blacker in a sense. Yeah. But but the winners. <laughs> but the winners have gone the other way. You're not even seeing like every two, three years like a, you know, a black winner lately. And that's the thing. Is Adele, that, Taylor Swift, Adele, Taylor Swift, Daft Punk, Beck, Mumford and Sons. The thing is that if symbols are important, the winning album of the year is important. Not just being relegated to. It's like when um, – Will Smith at an early age was like, I'm not going to go because you're not going to show. You're not going to televise it? Best hip hop on the televised section. And it's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's important. So I'm not going. <laughs> you know, it's. I'd like to be in the position where I could say that it wasn't important. I guess I could. I could sour grapes it. Mm-hmm. But because ultimately I know that those things are important and, and visibility is important. It just is. It's it's symbolic. You know, Black Panther, as Ta was saying. Uh, your your out, buddy. Shout out to Monday. Your friend Ta. You know, Black Panther's not going to change anything. There's no reparations or anything like that. But the symbol of Black Panther is important. 
It just is. It's important. It's important that 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 movie do as well as it did. We didn't. None of us knew it would. No, we didn't know it was going to be that good. There's no possible. There's no way in hell we knew it was going to be this good. Right. And it's just. And after it is, it's important. It's important that people see it, and it's important that. And if people get upset, good. That's important too, because that shows me what the fuck you really are. So that's important, also. Mm-hmm. I think the entire decade of the '90s, the only rap album nominated was MC Hammer. Oh, Please hammer, don't hurt him. Yeah. Oh, the God. whole decade. Oh God. The whole Can't decade of the nineties. All the albums at that only time. saw one nominee, but you saw more black winners. Yeah, but it was like Natalie Palatable. Cole. The paddle was Natalie my, Cole. My, my, my. Quincy Jones, Quincy. Lauren Hill. <laughs> and Quincy has already won. At even up to that point, Quincy Jones needs a separate house for his Grammys. Destroying in the Grammys, he's got like thirty-five Grammys sections. or some shit. And he's a guy who embraces hip hop. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, starting in, it's interesting. Starting in the 2000s, you see like the nominees get hipper and the winners get fucking less hip. Right. Dixie Chicks, <laughs> Robert Plant, Taylor Swift, Arcade Fire. I guess they were hip for a while, but I never liked them. Adele, Mumford and Sons. Mumford and Ugh. Sons. Fucking safe. Frank Ocean Ugh. was nominated that year. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't win. All right. Nope, nope. Uh, Daft- Black and gay? <clears throat> Come on. No, no mm-hmm. chance. Daft Punk beat Good Kid Mad City. <sighs> that year um, I don't I, maybe the Daft Punk album was good Beck of course beat Beyonce and uh, Pharrell and then Taylor Swift what year was Macklemore Taylor Swift beat to Pimp a Butterfly Macklemore Shh, think about Macklemore that Macklemore won best rap album Taylor Swift yeah. this is not this is album of the year beat Ugh. beat to Pimp a Butterfly <laughs> yeah I got a bone to pick <laughs> <laughs> and then the next year Adele beat uh, Lemonade and also, Drake was nominated that year. Um, that brings us to Bruno Mars beating Childish Gambino and Jay-Z and Kendrick Lamar. The nominees, you know, in, in 2018 for Album of the Year. They went for the least black they could find. Of the they? five, yeah. you have Lord, Melodrama, Lord. Kendrick, Jay-Z, Childish Gambino, and yeah. Bruno Mars. So they actually have a good. If you look at just the, at the point, nominees, Lord was even black or too black for them. <laughs> they had the most rap. Well, I'm Charles Gambino was. I mean, that was not a, a rap straight up rap album. But in terms of nominees, they had probably more rap nominees than ever that right. year, this year, and uh, still couldn't crack it. Nope, still couldn't get through. With two great albums, right? You know, yeah, Bruno's cool. Which and I thought we're about to bring it home. Actually, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Oh, that's fine. Petey spilled his drink a little bit. Petey spilled his drink. This is water. Just right? water. Just water. Ice water. It'll dry up. It'll dry up. All right. There's our uh, discourse on music. What about Craig Mack? Where are we going to? That's not really anything to say. RIP. I mean, he went off the deep end. Don't join a cult. There you go. They're talking about how he was recording and Eric Sermon said he finished his album already. Yeah, I think it was a God-fearing album. Yeah, well, maybe something will come out. I don't know. I mean, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> I'm curious. You can't take 20 years off and recapture immediately. I mean, you'd have to get right back. Get he all kicked back some into bars it. in that one uh, YouTube video at the church with the white guy with his arm around him. The guy come on up here, Craig. Yeah, that guy. <laughs> Stare. He just got convi- or, I think sexual assault. A bunch of charges. Really? Yeah. Did he get a lot of mm-hmm. charges? Dude, that's what cults do, man. Yeah. I mean, there's out. 70 people in that cult. Yeah. Oh, I'm starting to call it. Why? I want to fuck. He ain't John nothing. God John Craig Mack. <laughs> trying to fuck. Craig Mack didn't know who Craig Mack was. 
Did Puffy <laughs> release any statements? I don't know. I saw a lot of tweets from other people, other rappers and stuff. I didn't the, initially mm-hmm. that first night. I didn't see anything from Puffy. Maybe after that, but that was the thing. She was Biggie's she dad. was the first artist that you would see that Puffy could fucked over well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's that great clip of Puffy with Biggie and Craig Mack with Fab Five Freddy, and Puffy's like, "Yeah, we got the big project, you know, coming out," and 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 Fab Five Freddy's like. And, you know, go going to have a follow-up with my boy Craig Mack, right? And Puffy's like, yeah, 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 working on a Craig Mack follow-up album. And you see the look on Craig Mack's face, like, what the fuck are you talking about, Puffy? <laughs> there's, no, <laughs> there's no follow-up to, to my album coming. Let's see if I can find that clip real quick. It's hilarious because, you know, like, Craig, at that point, that's probably the moment Craig Mack was like, I'm joining a cult. <laughs> Not dealing with this shit. He was on a, he was on a whole cult fence. Yeah, he was on the fan. He was. He was. Uh, maybe I'll stay in. Uh, stay in music, and then. <laughs> oh. Hold on. Right there. Oh, your what's your headphones come out? Yeah. Oh no, the extender's down there. So your foot's on it. Oh. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Pete's got all kinds of issues going on. Spilling yeah, drinks. Spilling headphones shit, coming out. Headphones. Sticks out for some reason. <laughs> we don't know. Ah, now we don't back. know why. He put his dick out. My guys, I spilled my dick. Sorry, guys. <laughs> we don't know why. If this is the video, we'll watch it and see what happens. Craig Mack with Biggie and Puffy. Hey. Oh, this is just him making the face. Uh. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see if I can. This is it. Of course, it's a commercial. Puff Daddy caught lying on camera about Craig Mack's second album. All right, stop with the fucking words on the screen, whoever made this video. <laughs> Half this video is, is people giving a synopsis. All right, people don't know how to make videos like I do. God bless everybody out there. True. Cool, so like Puffy, what's, what's, what's coming up in the immediate future for the Uh-oh. bad boy? Bad I love boy this, I love this question. We got Big's wife dropping. Look out. And Ms. Wallace, she's dropping. Sure. Um, we also have some B-sides and some other different projects. We have Big's new album that's going to be dropping Jesus, in um, like September. Ready, right was after death. Right. And I want to congratulate Craig Mack on his Grammy nomination. No question. Yes, baby, yes. Cool, that's cool. And I'm sure you got <laughs> much things in store for my yeah, man Yeah, definitely. Here. We got a new album we're working on him to drop in January. Besides that, we're about to just drop our arms. <laughs> He squinted his eyes like, what, what, what did, what what did you, you say? say? <laughs> and then he like scratched his ear and they yeah. move like, did I just, something wrong with my hearing here? Oh, maybe he doesn't hate me. <laughs> and then we get the Puff Daddy and then he rushes real quick. We get the Puff Daddy solo project. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's move on, let's move on. Yeah, uh, Biggie's wife, everyone's wife. He did drop a second album that's not on Bad Boy. Oh, really? And it tanked. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. It was called like Operation, or no, that was the first one, Operation Funk the World. The second was like, oh, I fucking forget. It was like, it was like Fuck Diddy. Yeah. Is what uh, it was called. Something along those lines. Enough Daddy. <laughs> something like that. Yeah, he was ill used. Mm-hmm. And if and that just goes to show you, if you get on the bad end of fucking Puffy, you're joining a cult. Yep. So don't. Shine. <laughs> don't, yeah. Shine. Yeah, acidic. Went to jail. Yeah, yeah. I think there's a few, there's a few bad boy outcasts out there. Right, right. All right, people. So listen, we're gonna bring this home. R.I.P. Craig Mack, Flavor. Maybe next year, um, Kendrick will be nominated. J. Cole will be nominated. Uh, Lil Yachty will be nominated. 
Uh, who else could be nominated? 21 Savage and Uzi 21 Vert. Savage and Uzi Vert. Not Joey Badass gets nominated. Mm-hmm. And then and then your winner will be like Ariana Grande. Or there something. you go. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll stand up and she'll talk about how much she loves hip-hop. Yeah, but the nominees <laughs> will be super black. You'll be like, yeah. well, hey, it's, look at that. Look at that list. <laughs> yeah. I mean... And then, She's yeah. gonna text all of them and tell them they deserve to have won. <laughs> sorry, guys. And screenshot it. I'm so sorry, guys. Social on Twitter. So sorry. We want to thank Petey for sitting in with us. My pleasure. You as guys always. enjoyed hearing Mr. Steele. Uh, you have heard our stuff uh, tonight. Andy and myself are are at the uh, big hunt for the DC Comedy Festival. That was called? Underground Comedy Underground Festival. Underground Comedy Festival. We are at the big hunt. I think tonight is the kickoff show. Eight o'clock. Tonight? I think Wednesday is the kickoff okay. show. And we're at the Thursday show. Um, so come on out. Yeah. Uh, April 6th, I will be at Town Tavern, Friday Night Showcase. Yes, and then tomorrow night and Saturday night, I am at the at the Draft House in Arlington opening for David Allen Greer. So come on through. And I will be at the DC Open Improv Open Mic Wednesday, April 18th, since I know you freeloaders that are listening to Thursday <laughs> don't go. like to buy nothing. Free shows. But if you get your money up, you can also see me at the DC Draft House, the 27th, 28th of April, opening for Rachel Feinstein. It's going to be fantastic. There you go. Be there. We just got a tweet. OMG, three guys on just reminded me of Dream Nightclub in DC. That was the overrated spot yeah. in the early aughts. Yep. That was <laughs> It's true in 2002. It's time. <laughs> so you guys come on back. Monday we'll be here for y'all. It's time. I'm Randolph Terrence. I'm Andy Klein. Peter Steele. It's time. Three guys on. We are out. <laughs> <laughs>